Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Yo, this is Sam Yunin, super duper graphic designer Aaron Draplin is visiting my summer lair. What? Yo, my intent was to talk about design and Americana and his book pretty much everything. Only Aaron had other things in his heart. I recognize the value in letting him share. He talks like he works with honest convictions, slowly sussing out his point, reaching for this, this essence. Talking about Shawshank Redemption, I felt we could have done a whole hour just on that. Still, here it is. That time Aaron Draplin visited my summer lair. Not to worry. In time, I do ask him for some music recommendations, and my man does not disappoint. This is Aaron. Hello, Aaron. This is Sammy from Girth Radio. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Let's do this. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Girth. Thanks again for taking some time, and uh, I appreciate that. I know it's a busy thing with you doing the tour and everything. For this last week, I mean, I'm just, I'm a one-man band. I'm going apeshit, so uh, I apologize for missing your thing. But, uh, all right. I'll start off with an easy question. It's February 17, uh, 2017, so what are you thankful for today? What am I thankful for today? On February uh, 17th, man, I think life you know, and breath inside your lungs. And, you know, the most basic thing is just waking up every day and being able to come down to the shop and be creative. You know, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind, you know, uh, past that, you know, I, uh, I don't know. It's all these political stuff. You know, I'm so bummed on where things are right now. Uh, um, with what, you know, you know, who in the, in the big office, and I won't even say his name. He had a terrible performance yesterday whatever you want to call it, press thing. And in a weird way, I'm like thankful because it just shows what a pile of shit he is, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's the second thing that comes to mind, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. What is a, a graphic designer's response to somebody like the pres- current president? Like, how do, you, how do you put more beauty into the world to fight that? Well, first of all, you know, I'm just, I just do my best to denounce him and call it out, you know? And, uh, now I can go make graphics and things, and I don't. I, that oddly feels very uh, flat to me and just a little weird, and, and I don't necessarily want to uh, waste time on things like that because it just seems like it's just going only into the hands of people who can sort of afford it, right? And that, that's, a little, that's a weird thing. It's a cynical weird thing to feel but you know i i am I'm, I'm 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 staying away from posting too much stuff because i just don't i'm so jarred by it and it's so bad and it's such a train wreck that i just for some weird sense of self-preservation i i don't know what to do you know there's small things you know obviously you know in your life uh, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna stand up to it the best i can but past that, you know, I'm gonna, I, I will be donating time to certain things. But on a weirder level, I, I, it's like I want to go hold babies more. You know, I want to go be around things that are pure. And and it sounds a little mushy, but I want to be more around my my girl or my family or the things you know around me that are good because it's just there's so 
that fucker is such a bad person. It's just too much to wrap your head around. And the idea of going and making a bunch of things and signs and stuff, um, I don't know. But I'm just not there yet. I'm not, you know, and I'm, I'm definitely pissed enough, you know, um, and embarrassed. And I guess, you know, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. You know, I mean, I've had some awesome offers, but it's almost like mm, I would rather just donate a bunch of money to kids who need help in my community. And you know what I mean? Does that, yeah. does that sound weird? You know, no, no, that or something? makes Instead of messing around with this, uh, uh, trying to go fight back, um, I don't know what you call it, just kind of uh, uh, ignorant people, you know, who are just like climbing on board with this guy because they think it's going to change things, and it's not. He's 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 a con, and he conned them, and and I'm not going to really be part of it. I'm kind of any front right now, at least right now. Does that sound weird, or what? What are you? What are you doing? I'm using this platform so I connect with yeah, people good. like yourself because you're in a unique position because you work with Obama, like you did the logos and you were, and then now it's just a switch, right? It's like I get everybody else. You went from one president to the next, and they're two different things. It's night and day. Oh yeah. Well, what's really interesting, and this is I'm trying to be an adult, right? You know, Canadians, my friends have multiple criticisms of even Mr. Obama, and it's really easy to make him into this kind of folk hero and. And I loved him. I believed in him. I believed in the, the policies. I believed in the decorum. I believed in how cool he was. I believed in that he got his ass kicked around and he wasn't tough enough. And he, you know, and yet, yet last night I heard a really interesting scathing criticism of him that he was the kind of president that came into a room as a lawyer, as an intellectual, and basically thought he was smarter and a bunch of, you know, uh, numbnut politicians sitting around the room. And frankly, he wasn't, you know. And that, that was a, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a humbling uh, thing to hear because in my brain, and it's small, you know, I built him up to be uh, this really dynamic person, you know. And, you know, he wasn't perfect. Um, what, what would my grade, you know, what, what grade would I give his report card? Oh, I'd, I'd give him a big grade, but I know there's, you know, you, you go across the border and things change the way that they look at even Barack Obama. But here's the deal. This isn't really negotiable. He wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't this raging, you know, I don't know, narcissist. He wasn't this bully. He wasn't this uh, abuser of, you know, women and things. I mean, this is some heavy shit. But, and that's this is what's this is what's coming out of this person's mouth. I mean, is he even a person? You know, and and I don't know. I'm just so grossed out by it. I'm trying to keep an open mind that's not quite working with this asshole, my sanity, because it's it just, it's horribly depressing if you really go into it, anything past the latest headline, you know? So, this morning, and I, you know, I'm already talking too much, man, but this morning I watched this show called Morning Joe. Now, I've stayed away, I've stayed away for the most part from any of the punditry stuff, right? Because I don't want to be a cheerleader even for the the right or the left, you know, I want to be a cheerleader for humanity, right? That's kind of my two cents, and I don't know if that even sounds right, but I listen to this Morning Joe show, and these are radio jock kind of people. But it was scathing. It was scathing what they had to say about this guy. So that's kind of, you know, to wrap this little chapter, not quit talking about that big fucker up there, but I am thankful that people are standing up in creative ways. And I will get, I'll throw my, you know, I've thrown my ring in, you know, my hat in the ring for years with Mr. Obama. I have been 
anything but shy to say, I believed in him. I think he was a decent human being. He got up in front of the world and actually, you know, spoke with poise and and uh, decorum and seemed like, a, you know, you know what I mean? It's like a PR thing. Well, I said that the other night in uh, Idaho, and two people put their jackets on and walked out. So that's weird, you know? Yeah, we'll leave it at that. All right. I said, yeah, I said that in front of uh, 150 people in Idaho, and you're just never going to win them all. And in that moment, you know, it's like I want to say to them, like, wow, cool. So you voted for this new guy? You guys have a daughter? Go explain that to her. Anyway, you know, uh, what am I going to say? You know, nothing. People are going to do what they need to do. So, all right, what else you got? All right, let's switch gears then. You've talked about how you let the spirit of a project kind of guide you. How do you suss out that spirit initially? Like, what makes your spider sense tingle? Well, okay, say the last part again. I'm, I'm sorry. You've talked, I've heard you talk before uh, about letting the spirit of the project guide you in terms okay. of, like, the work that you do. And But how do you suss out that spirit initially? Like, what makes your spider sense tingle? Oh, my spider sense. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to, like, you know, you kind of have to, like, it's just a good conversation, really. That's I think that's the main thing is just being human to a client, to uh, a buddy in his band, you know? Yeah. And basically soothing them and saying, hey, you know, it, it's, it's really weird because it's like, what happens if your friend has no money and, then you know, needs some help with the project? And I do a lot of that stuff. And what happens if it's a big client? And there's meetings about meetings and emails about emails, and you're on the clock. And it's very professional, and it's the big leagues. You know, I really do attack both kind of the same way, you know. And, and I'm, I'm just – it's just the first thing of, like, uh, I try to be a good listener. I take notes. I, I, I think, and I, and I react, and, I, and I, I, I just let them talk, you know. And you know I can talk. I mean, I'm, I apologize. I'm not letting you get a word in here, but um, – <laughs> I'm excited to bullshit with you, but the thing is, like, you just sort of uh, you listen, you know, and then you ask, you know, good questions and and get them. This is the most important part. Get them to feel like they're in good hands, you know. That's really, really important to me. To me, is I, I just want them to feel like I I believe in their project. I believe in in, in in the problem at hand and how to help it. And then there's a dialogue for that, you know. So they are – I mean, main th the main thing is so they're comfortable, you know. So that's really where I would go digging for that spirit, you know. And it's just through sort of, you know, interviewing them, if you will, you know. And, and then you, once you get – you know, you have a human conversation. Like, you know, I mean, are you a graphic designer or do you – I'm a writer. Are you just a, a show host? Yeah, what? show host, writer. You do the uh, you do all the pretty pictures and the nice colors <laughs> and everything, and I can't. Uh, about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right thing. Sure, sure. Okay. So here's the thing: is like, it's the same thing. You know, if you are writing a piece for something and you sit with someone and you ask them, what you know, what's the spirit? What are you guys thinking? And what do you guys want to do? This is you know, just by you know, I mean, do people come to you and it's all over email? Like that's jobs are happening for me like that, and that's. That's a little weird to me because I want to have them on the phone to just talk to them and say, you know, I'm here. I'm alive. What are you thinking? Are you excited? Are you freaked out? You know, whatever. And, and that, that's, a, that's just a big step for me is to just, you know, you know uh, just hear them breathing on the other line and he hear them hesitating or hear them get excited about something. Right? Right? So that's where you go digging for it. I just, I mean, I don't know if I'm, you know, it's, it's, 
after that, I start researching and looking at, you know, their competitors and the marketplace. And, you know, here's the deal. If it's for some big monster brand, well, that's considerably different than looking at, you know, I'm doing a tape right now for my buddy's heavy metal band here in Portland. And, you know, we kind of looked at some of the peers that they play with to make sure that we're not stepping on their toes graphically. And then you look around and say, well, who are other bands that you guys respect and, you know, uh, love in town? Well, let's make sure that the the graphic you're making for them, you know, for you guys, doesn't look anything like theirs. You know, those are little tiny things, but that can be done the first the first phone call. You know what I mean? Yeah, what you're talking about is almost like a good first date. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then just say, what do you guys want it to be? Here's the here's the second most important thing to just pound into them. You know, you're going to see a bunch of stuff right out of the gate. Some of it you might like, some of it you might not like, or some it's successful for this reason. Some of these decisions are successful for another weird little reason. We're going to talk about them all. And if you're not feeling it, we can go back to the drawing board. The idea that I'm never really going to sort of bully someone into picking something is something I'm really proud of. I don't, I don't really want to operate that way in my anywhere in my life, you know. And then, of course, you know, talking to these guys, it's like, you know, like my buddy who's, you know, he's putting me through it right now for his this heavy metal tape I'm making for him. But the thing is. The file was built in a really smart way where it's easy for me to make changes. That started at the get-go. I've already learned that lesson. You know what I mean? When we're done, I hand off that file, and we're, we're done. I mean, you, know, you know what I mean? Like we, I, I could see it ahead enough to, you know, to say he's going to be waffling. And then just sort of allowing people to do that. You know, Because, I mean, too many times it's adversarial where the moment someone pushes back and says, oh, my God, we asked you to go up. And then you went, you know, you went up, and then while we want you to go back down, and th- then you went down, and we want to go back up, you know. And then the designers pissed that they're being pushed around or something. I can quickly get past that, you know, in my own brain by just by remembering they hired me, you know, those guys hired me, mm-hmm. and I'm on the clock for them. <laughs> and if they want to go left and right and up and down, well, there's a time for that, and that is, you know, they know pretty clearly when that sort of is. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it's part of what you're talking about, which is just listening, right? That's half the, it seems to be half the battle more than anything else that you're doing. It's not even necessarily just sitting down and then picking out the colors of the fonts or anything. It seems to be like listening is half the battle for you. Yeah, I mean, I just, and then just getting them to be excited, getting them to be excited that I care, you know, that's, that's another, you know, big deal. I just want them to feel like, um, I'm not going to give them a hard time if that makes sense, you know? Because, you know, you see how people uh, create these sort of, uh, oh, I don't know if that, that train's going to give you a hard time. No, that's you see right. how um, people build these sort of adversarial, uh, it just gets weird quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, people sometimes are out for blood or out for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean or just the idea that like a designer will have the sort of, oh, this is going to sound so harsh, but... Drop it, drop it, drop it. Well, look at you, just loving it. Well, listen, <laughs> it's like a lack of like humility to understand that we are so lucky to do this stuff. There should be no complaining. If the designer, you know, is feeling that like someone's pushing you around, like no one is. I mean, maybe they are. They make you do a bunch of extra work, but you're being paid to do it, and they're the client. And you, it's your job. Our job as designers to make the thing right for them not always going to be right but if you take a look at over the course of a year the times that you had a rough go because a client was wishy-washy or whatever 
that does not add up to the same day that some kid in some shit job is getting pushed around at a fast food restaurant or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not the same. So I'm really sort of good at, at tricking myself. I mean, maybe that sounds weird, but tricking myself into being viciously thankful at all times when I'm, when I'm working on this stuff. And that helps me. It just helps me, um, you know, it just helps me keep things in perspective, you know, right? So, yeah, just trying to keep in perspective that, man, nothing's all that rough here, you know, that kind of thing. It recognizes it's a privilege because you are having a lot of fun as well. Um, well you... Right. That's a whole other ball of wax. Privilege is a weird word right now, man. People are punching people in the face with that shit. And I, I, I get it. But, yes, this job, you know, if I may, may be so humble, is a gigantic privilege, you know. And I will never, ever take that for granted. Ever, 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 ever. Uh, being alive is a privilege, right? You know, my dad died, and I miss him and all that shit, but I feel like it's a privilege just to be alive, to be a human being, to be around people, you know? That's a privilege, you know? So you start working your way back of all these other things that you were so lucky to have in your life, and somewhere you get down to the fact that, you know, I get to sit in an awesome office with my friends who I, I love and trust, and I'm around, and we're creative, and that right there is enough for me if that makes sense right that's enough for me to to be winning the sales for a long goddamn time so you know what i mean like i know i know how to kind of how to how to write that ship real quick for me if i start getting into this whiny zone you know like you won't really hear that out of me all that much maybe i get a little whimpery here or there but i can get out of it real quick <laughs> yeah, it makes sense because you recently tweeted about the uh, the Polar Share episode on Abstract, that Netflix TV show on uh, designers. Uh, the, Did you see it? Yeah, it was awesome. But uh. it feeds into what you're saying because I, I watched a number of the other episodes. I don't know if you watch any of the other ones, but all a lot of the designers, even though they're working in like shoe design for Tinker Hatfield in the second episode and stuff like that, even though they're working on the, like these big projects like you're talking about, the show didn't reflect any of the stress that they don't normally would have. They're ha they're very joyful and they're enjoying their work, even though there's high stakes and there's big pressure and all these things that, and the deadlines and all this kind of stuff they have to deliver. But they're having a good time doing it. And this is kind of what you're talking about too. This feeds into uh, privilege and into like being thankful. You, well, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad that you as some, I mean, listen, you're an artist in your own way, you know, as a writer and you're creative in your own way, but there's a reading between the lines there. You know, that's something that when I watch her, and I'm a fan. I, I got to meet her. Now, this is a big name. Yeah. This year, you know, and I, I'm a fan. And 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 now kids come up to me, and and you know, and it's just so crazy. Like when I watch her, I'm watching to see like what, you know, she gets to paint in her home, and what does the little thing that holds the paint look like? That's what I'm looking at there. I, I know she does awesome work, but she let them into her life. And that's a, that is a privilege just to sit and watch that. I didn't pay anything for Abstract. You know what I mean? Like that show. Mm -hmm. I didn't pay anything. I mean, I guess I paid for Netflix. But I, I, uh, I, I'm glad that you picked that up. That you know, when you really step back, yes, there are days. Today, I have a list a mile long, man. But when I'm done tonight and I'm tired and my eyes hurt and uh, you know, I'm bleeding somewhere on my body or whatever happens today, it's all... I enjoyed it along the, you know, over the course of the day. That's, you know, th this is wind in the sails. That's why I'll stay late in here like I do, you know. And 
I won't even notice it. Last night we were in here, and Lee said, I can't go any longer. That's my, my girlfriend, Lee. I can't go any longer. And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, Aaron, it's 1130. I look at the clock. You know, in my head, it felt like it was 740. No. Not, and I'm just cooking. I'm just cooking. I'm going from one file to the next. I'm sending off little revisions because, of course, we're racing to go on this tour coming up here for the book. And we're going crazy. And, like, that to me, that right there is just, you know, if people ask me, well, what, what is this like, you know, and stuff, and, you know, what do you think and what do you, how do you feel about these things? It's like that's just the sentence I want them to hear is, like, that, that's when I know I'm lucky, you know, because it's not this thing that I'm battling. Some days, sure, you know, but for the most part, it's great to be in here. And, and I dig it. <laughs> does that make sense? You know? Yeah, it does. And I mean, it's also reflective of you as well, because you now are like, you're like a magician where you're telling people how you saw the lady in half. You're giving a lot of the secrets away online and in your book tour, like all that kind of stuff. You want people to get become better graphic designers, to have more fun, to use it as a playground. And you're willing to share the tools. Well, here's the thing that's good. I'm going to say that's going to haunt me the rest of my life. You ready? You want me to say it? Go for it. Drop it. I'm going to look at you. Love it. I know. <laughs> you your teeth like sharks. But no. Listen, I meet people who tell me, you know, bullshit like you tell too many secrets. You know, you give out how you do what you do too much. Like, aren't you nervous about that? And I, I think that's really funny, you know, in a weird way. Because it's just kind of like, no, I, I'm, I'm fine with with how I do what I do. I'm fine with, you know, the idea of showing some kid here is a way to do something quicker because, frankly, I didn't really get to see that. I had to go learn these things. Now, I don't expect anyone to give me anything like that out of their brain or whatever, but I was around people who just wouldn't, you know. They wouldn't do that, and then I get called out now, you know, because either someone doesn't agree with how I do something or they saw a bunch of these little goodies and tips and shit that I'm, you know, it's either monetized through my skill shares or something and I'm showing my little funny way of doing it and they're threatened by it. So that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm saying something and it's like, well, 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 man, you shouldn't be threatened by this. This is a cool thing. You're lucky to, I'm lucky to learn from them. They're lucky to learn from me. They're lucky to be alive, you know, alive versus, you know, someone being so guarded that their goofy little way of doing something is completely their, their own. It isn't. These are all just combinations and, and, and amalgams of other bullshit you learned along the way, you know, like from someone, somewhere. And I just don't want to be the kind of person that guards it. I want to be the person that... Um, you know, is is open and confident and loves being, you know, fuck alive and, and sharing and, you know, this kind of shit. So there is a confidence there that you're talking about because there's there's also a freedom. The confidence feeds into the freedom because you're obviously learning and that's why you keep adjusting and keep tweaking different things and doing like there's no one way to quote unquote do it. And so when you have that freedom to experiment and to play and to have joy in your work, then it opens it up and you're you constantly challenging yourself. So it's not just doing the same thing over and over again. You're not like working in a factory just cranking out logos. I think I'm pretty careful when I'm doing these things that I'm pretty careful to say, uh, how do you say, like, this might not be the best way to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty good about that. I'm pretty good about, like, uh, being uh, yeah, sort of humble enough to know that, you know? 
or weird enough to know that, like, um, I might not have all the answers, but here's a quick way to do it. You know, here's a quick way that I've come up with. Like, I don't, I, I certainly don't ever want to be the guy that sounds, uh, certitude is a, is a scary thing to me, you know, um, because someone, there are a million ways to do this, right? Okay. And if, if someone comes up and says, you're doing it the wrong way because I know the better way, that's a weird thing. You know, that's a, it's just a weird thing. And, and, and yeah, you just go right down the line. It's like, I'm pretty careful to say, well, I might not have it figured out, you know, just even, you know, any, any sort of figured out, but here's how I've tricked it. Just try to be careful, you know, because I don't, you know, I love when I show some little funny thing and someone drafts off it and it, it, it makes their, like their day to day a little better. Cause you know, be, through being a friendly person, you know, through sharing, I've had a million of those exchanges. You know what I mean? And I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of it, you know? I've had a million of those exchanges. And I just love that it's never been this thing that has felt like a knife to the throat, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, is that why then you chose to document all this in your book, pretty much everything? Rather, like, it's kind of like a greatest hits rather than a brand new album. Yeah, well, I mean, what what should a book be? I guess that's going to sound a little weird in itself, but it's like, I, <laughs> you know, showing a new album like that's not that's not the way I looked at the book from the beginning. You know, it was like, whoa, like this this needs to just be a big old comp, like a big old, you know, like a it's just it, it's it's the great yeah, it's definitely the greatest hits. You know, I, I wouldn't even know how to go make something new. You know, that would take that'd be five years later than you would have to make that book. When they come to you and say boil all this shit down into one thing, you know, you're like, you're beside yourself, you know, because it's, it's scary. You know, like who's to say it's even worth boiling. Does that make sense? And who's even say it's even worth doing it, you know? So you're, you're second guessing yourself because, you know, I've, I've met people who with the certitude who will say, Oh, I'm making a book, and of course it deserves to be a book. I'm this, I'm this, and this, and this. And it's like, oh man, you hear enough of that shit, and you, don't, you scare yourself from ever making anything, you know? Yeah. Because it's just like, whoa, that's just weird. So that was in my brain when they when they called and said we want to do this thing, and I just said, listen, if I'm going to do this thing, it's one thing just to show all the work. It's another thing to say, here's why, and that's what that's where it came, you know. And it's, I think I've been pretty transparent along the way to have already shared that somewhere. So, you know, a kid who is a fan or gave me a shot along the way, it's going to be it's going to be uh, redundant. But, you know, if you're a new guy and you're a new person coming into this and you read the, the, the book and I hope it's refreshing and I hope that, you know, it's showing someone who's just not afraid to just tell people how exactly how he, you know, at least in my little goofy case study, how I did it. You know, I, there's no secret there. You know, there might be a couple, but it's like. You know, if someone asks me how to connect a line in Illustrator, like, I just like sharing that shit, you know? That shouldn't be something that we're, like, guarding. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, that goes back again to the freedom and the privilege. I mean, and the book's doing well, too. Like, on Valentine's Day, you got a nice bit of love when you found out it's, it's in the fourth printing now. So Man, oh people are responding gosh. to yeah, yeah. people I mean, responding to your story you and to the work. How do, you, how do you even wrap your head around that shit? I mean, this wasn't, oh, man, you know, it wasn't supposed to happen. You know, it wasn't supposed to happen, any of it. And then you, uh, that happens from, from the very get-go, they said, well, we hope to hit, you know, 4,000. 
And I remember even that feeling insane because it was like, oh, my God, 4,000. That's a lot. And then they kind of dangle it above you, you know, because I am, you know, new to this. You know, I don't I don't know what I'm doing. And then, you know, you hear like, you know, uh, you'll be lucky to go past, you know, past this 4,000. Well, we are considerably past that. It's somewhere up. It's, I'm not allowed to really talk about it because, you know, you, you, I don't, they don't really show their cards, you know, with that. But it's well past 20,000, tell you that. You know, I mean, it's even past that. Congratulations. But, you know, but you're not, I don't want to be you know, weird about it. I just want to just enjoy the fact that it went way past the 4,000. Here's the deal, though. If it didn't go past the 4,000, I would have been fine. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, 4,000. <laughs> you know, like, that's cool. Don't you find there's a little bit of a freedom, too? Because you just said a few minutes ago, like, I, d- I have no idea what I'm doing, like when you're sitting down with the book and stuff like that. Don't you find that kind of like a freeing kind of perspective? Of course, of course. Well, I, I, I mean, it's always just this weird race to the to the who can be, you know, who can be the most self-deprecating or some shit. But, you know, it's like, you know, uh, it's it's just something weird. It's like, um, I, I don't I don't I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be so sure of everything. I want to keep learning. That's, I guess, what I'm trying to, you know, I'm, there's stuff to learn, you know. There's, I, I, I know how to make a logo, but there's, there, there's things past that I could go figure out. Like this summer, I wanna, I'm gonna build a, I'm gonna build a, a, a garage behind my house, and I, I, I really want to be around it. I want to watch them put the beams up. I want to help them, you know. I want to go back and see how they do the wiring. I wanna, I wanna learn that. Uh, like that's really exciting to me, you know. It's, like, I don't have it all figured out. You know, I certainly don't have it figured out how to make a book. Well, we, we did it. But, I mean, you know, you have to understand, I, when I pick it up, it, it, feel, it still feels very unreal, and it still feels, you know, I'll never get tired of it. When I hear an artist, like a, a, a rock and roller, say, I'm so sick of that thing. I worked on it all this time, and I just put it out in the world. I never go touch it again. That's such bullshit. That is such a, you know, like, talk show thing. Like, maybe people do that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's like... Uh-uh. It's not like I'm picking it up every day, but when I pick it up, it is, uh, it's jarring, right, in a really cool way. Because it's like, man, this, was not spo- this shit was not supposed to happen. And here it is, and I'm holding it, and uh-oh, there's a typo. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so cool. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really thankful. I'm thankful it happened, and fucking thing's selling, so it's awesome. And, you know, my buddy was in here today, and I gave him the book. That's why I did it. Not to sell or or to have a voice. No, it's to say, oh man, I got away with it. And my buddy who dropped off all the stickers today, he was part of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, this sounds like a weird analogy, but it sounds like Shawshank Redemption. Where did you see the Shawshank Redemption? That's my favorite movie of all time. I didn't know that. Okay, but yes, when Tim Robbins says uh, Andy Dufresne. He says to uh, Red, he says, I guess it comes down to a simple choice. You get busy living or you get busy dying. Listen, man, I've, I've put that on my website about a thousand times, man, of course. You know, this is, uh, of course, you know, this is, um, you know, it's a small move. But they're, that movie, man, that, that man, that last scene you know, where the guy you know, gets out and there's redemption and there's a bitterness. After calling through the poop tunnel. I mean, he is, he's young again at 60 years old, or, you know, red, or, you know, I, there's even something 
so poignant about, you know, Brooks in that movie, and he can't live on the outside, and he wants to go home. He's institutionalized. You know, in a country where we lock, throw people, you know, lock them away, you know, I, I, you know, it, I mean, we don't need to get to this big international discussion. I know, but, you know, that movie, there are so, so many lessons in there that, you know, package it in a way where you think people can be redeemed and people aren't as bad as, as, as a law sensitive or whatever. You know, free every single one of the people in America who have been you know, put in, in jail over some uh, bag of weed or, or you know, whatever. Get, you know, enough. But it's a, it's a fucking industry, you know. And so that movie, you know, in a weird way, changed the way I look at a lot of things. You know, be it, you know, be it uh, old people. Yeah. Old. To say, have respect for, for Brooks. He, he understands things. If you prop him up, you'll, you'll learn things, you know. It's not just someone to avoid in your in your hour to hour, you know, day to day shit. No, there's you know, there's something about there was a charm to him that was so beautiful to me that like, you know, this is just I don't know, I'm mean, being a little weird, but it's man, that movie there's so so many layers, you know, persistence and creativity and authority, you know, like beating up authority with creativity. There you go. Maybe what'd you say? What'd you say? What are you gonna do with this current state, you know? Well, Authorita- you know, authoritarianism never works, and we'll let these assholes beat their chests and be stupid in front of cameras and lie and cheat and con, and it's all going to catch up, you know? And we're going to do it creatively. I don't know what that even means, but people are going to resist creatively, and you're going to beat people back with humanity and love and creativity and right down the line. So, yeah. And hope, too. Shawshank Redemption was about hope as well. And how you maintain yeah. a hope in like adverse situations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, but that—that's one of those movies where when you, when it comes on, I, I watch it anywhere because I've I've attached such you know so many bigger things to it, right, right, and yeah, so many bigger things to it. And then when it comes on, when it's done, oftentimes. I'm like sad. I'm like sad that it's <laughs> that it's done, you know, because it's like there's there's just not enough stuff like that in the world that is that beautiful or that poignant or that uh, good, you know. And and there's just something about that. Like uh, I, I I get bummed that the next movie on just is just so <laughs> empty, you know, like that. That movie, it, it, there's a sadness at the end for me. There you go. That's what I'm trying to get at. You know, because it's like things just aren't that good in the world, and they're not that good on on your Netflix and shit. Now, it's like you know, it, it kind of comes down to uh, like Coen Brother movies. You know, I'm a big fan, right? Yeah. And yet, there's just something about like, damn man, like I hate waiting from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing because it's just going to take it's going to take four years get to the next movie or whatever the hell it is right right and that sucks because it's like man i i, I, I want i want to get cooking I, I want to see more of these things um paul thomas anderson you know there will be blood and uh it's too far apart you know it's like they're, they're too far they're three and four years five years you know and it's like just a bummer you walk out of that movie and you're so like oh that was great you know, and then it's like, oh, I gotta wait. You know, but that's a small, that's a small gripe 
But Aaron, the problem is that a lot of people don't have that kind of aesthetic or that gold standard that you're talking about. Like when they sat down to make Shawshank Redemption. The, like the, the, those things are very special to me. There you go. That's the best way to boil it down. That's what I feel when I walk into things. It's like, damn, I know that this is going to be great. And I'm going to have to wait a long time to get that buzz again. And, you know, and I'm going to expect that from other things because they have budgets and people and money and stuff and things and stuff and, and sweaty people that think they're great and that, 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 that. And it sucked. That's like a, it's like a bummer. So I don't know. The, the book tour, and you're coming to Toronto in April uh, for FITC. Yeah. Uh, are you going to kind of talk about these things? Not necessarily Shawshank, but about the, the aesthetic and the standard and all those kind of things? Or what is the topic you're gonna, you want to explore? Well, I'm going to talk about freedom and creating a life for yourself and, and getting, you know, getting away with a cool life and doing good things and doing good stuff and you know, whatever else. I mean, I, I, I'm going to talk about the book. You know, I'm going to talk about what it was like to get that, you know, get that nod and, and get that call up to the big leagues and then what I learned from it. You know, I learned there's a lot of technical things I learned just about as a, as a graphic designer. You know, I'm going to show some of those examples. I'm going to talk about some of the whimsy. You know, I'm going to talk about going on a big tour and what I learned from that, what that's been like and how weird that is. I'm going to, you know, make them go to a merch table and, and basically just sort of, you know, I, I just want, you know, it's one thing to make the thing. It's another thing to just go and have this incredible opportunity to kind of, you know, kind of push it on someone, right? You know, in a fun way. It's never, you know, of course, to be a jerk or anything like that, but it's just sort of like um, I like sharing this stuff, you know? Like I like sharing stuff. I like talking about things and, and playing with things and, 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 and getting up in front of people and, you know, being scared, you know, being weirded out. Oh, shit, they're looking at me. What do they think? Well, I hope they dig this. There's something fun about that, you know, to me. And uh, so that's what we're going to we're gonna go do. I don't know. You know, I mean, I've done this for a, a lot of years now. And, uh, you know, today I'm, I'm working on a, you know, a little piece here where it's going to be yet another weird uh, twisting and turning of how I talk about what I talk about, you know, and getting into a little more of like, you know, like the, the stuff that's like scary. Because, you know, it's one thing to be to get up there and just show all the icing on the cake. You know, it, that's a little easy. I, I, I really like to get up there and uh, and show, you know, some, talk to some kid about, you know, where something was scary, too, you know, and work through that and 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 uh, talk about my goofy little Band-Aid on something. I think that's a cool thing. So there's going to be a little bit of that uh, this time around that I'm sure will find its way to Toronto. I don't know if that sounds as too uh, vague or whatever, probably. But, uh, yeah, there's going to be some of that. Last question. What kind of music are you listening to these days? You mentioned you're working with some friends in a heavy metal band. You're always a big music yeah. guy. So what kind of music, or do you have any recommendations even? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I can just, um, you know, while we're sitting here talking, uh, the new Chavez, they have a new little EP out. Chavez was a band, kind of a noisy, awesome, psychedelic rock, I don't know, mathy, I don't know who the hell, just cool band from the 90s, Chavez. They have a new thing out. I'm listening to a new Flaming Lips record. They're always pretty solid, eh? They're, oh, man, I love it. Uh, there's a band called Beach Slang that has these great anthemic uh, songs about, I don't know, cigarette tears and youth kisses and all this kind of shit and being young and wild, 43. But I love those records. I've been listening to a lot of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Lee, you know, my, my girl Lee is 
got me on this one uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash record that I listen to every couple days now, and that was just, you know, it, uh, we just listened to it in the van, you know. It's just called CSN. So that's something I grew up around. But um, there's a new Bash of Pop record. Uh, I've been going real deep into all the Black Sabbath stuff these last couple months. Um, there's a band, you know, new stuff. Like, you know, like, here's the deal. Like, you know, when you ask that, you're like, well, who should we go listen to? And it's like, well, do I tell you I've been listening to a lot of, you know, Dinosaur Jr.? Well, that's not really all that new, but I love them, you know. But for some new stuff, there's a band called the Teens of Denial, and it's just, I don't know, it's just a rock band, and they're, they're fucking awesome, you know. Um, the new Lamb Chop or, uh, so, I, I, you know, I haven't quite lost the fire. The new Red Fang is awesome. Uh, that new Drive-By Truckers, that new Wilco. These are a couple, four or five months ago, uh, that, that new Bon Iver. Um, but I haven't lost the, the you, know, uh, you know, like I, I love what I love, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm good with what I love. I don't need to go find new stuff, but I still, I still like finding new stuff. But it's, it's a little bit sort of a less and less kind of thing, which sucks because I know what I like, you know, and it's, there's only so many hours in the day, and, and I, I, I know what I, I, you know, like I don't need to go and beat myself up that I've missed the latest and greatest bands until your buddy in Texas says, you really got to hear, you really got to hear Beachland. And I kind of go, all right, and I go listen, and I love it. You know, like that's the power of this shit, you know, and, and, and I just, I tweet about it, and I, I prop them up, and I, I show the guys records and I talk about it and we, I laugh at it. Oh my God, he's thinking about shit that I, I, I don't even know if I ever experienced as a kid or whatever, you know. And it's awesome. And that's that's like something new. I mean, about four or five years ago, there was a band called Tame Impala, and they just punched me in the face. Like this is great because I didn't. I, I'm comfortable with the bands I grew up with, you know. And and then, or how about this? seeking out the new record from the band I grew up with, you know, the new Bob Mould record. He's always got something coming out every eight or ten months or something. And I love it. I love it. And that's enough for me, you know. So there is a weird thing, though, you know. There, there are, there is this weird thing where, like, I, I feel like I'm a little too old for some of this shit. <laughs> that's a new one, you know. Like, my 43-year-oldness is too old for some kid's uh, 21-year-oldness. Dinosaur Jr. still tours. I'm sure you'd fit in just fine. They, they still rule, they still tour, Jay is still weird as shit, and I love him for it. But you know what I mean? You know, you know, like, here's the deal. If a 22-year-old kid can go see Dinosaur Jr. and be like, oh, man, that was pretty cool. It was loud. It was rocking. It was awesome. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm really cool with that, you know? But you flip it the other way around, There, I have experienced a little bit of this, like, man, I'm just too old for that shit. Guys jumping on each other or... You know, people freaking out or just whatever the hell you, you call it. You know, there is <laughs> yeah, there is, there is something I'm I, like, okay, here's the deal. It's okay to get on old. There you go. You know, I know this much, you know, when I, when I, let's just say, you know, you get really sick and you're in, in your hospital and you're, uh, you know, you're, you're listening to music or something on your deathbed. This is weird. I mean, why am I even saying this shit? But it's like, you know, when my, you know, when, when my grandma died, it's like, you know, I remember they had like, you know, they had her music playing, you know, in the in the room. And it was music from, you know, like the 30s and shit when she was a little girl, you know, the 40s. stuff. That was like her stuff. And and that's what she knew. And that's what she was from. And, and now I think of, you know, the, the horrific, you know, uh, 
weird quality of like, you know, if my mom was to go or something or you know, my dad went and there wasn't a lot of music involved in that, but that's all right. Uh, you know, it's like, um, what would my mom have in her room? You know, it would be Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Joni Mitchell and like all this cool stuff and like how that changes. And someday when we're there, you know, will I be listening to <laughs> some crazy ass heavy metal? I might be, you know, and I think about that stuff and I get so weirded out and just, you know, it just makes me happy to think that, you know, the art and the stuff and the things of our lives, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I surrounded myself with a lot of it, you know, and it's going to be all the way up until I die or, or, or you know, does that even, like, why am I even using it that way? But I don't know. I'm still looking for new things, but uh, yeah, I mean, I love when people ask me what I'm what I'm listening to because I can just go quickly look at my iTunes while I'm sitting here on my ass, but um, or flip around and look at whatever pile of records I have in here, you know, like really quick, and then say, all right, go check these things out. So yeah, that's a good way to end it there. All righty, we cool? Yeah, we're good. I think we covered everything, didn't we? We covered the the current political situation right up to music. Yeah, what do you think about Trump? Come on, as a Canadian, help me, soothe me, talk me out of the pit of despair. What, what do you guys think? I think there's two... Hold back, because I know you, you guys never do. No, 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 I'll be honest with you. I think there's two things at work. One is, yeah, there needed to be a correction. I think sometimes people need a alarm clock, because you fall asleep in the freedom that you have. Freedom is very warm. And you fall asleep on the surface, especially after eight years of Obama. It felt like America was rolling and people were getting along with each other. And there was a lot of love and there was a lot of goodness. And so sometimes people don't fight as much. Right. 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 But the problem is that there is a lot of issues. And you mentioned like the prison system. So many. Yeah. yeah right. There's like First Nations, the Indians and stuff like that's a horrible situation oh that needs to be addressed. You mentioned women is another issue. And that's the thing. People. But you know what? People need to learn to fight and to be active. And that's, in a weird way, one of the silver linings of Trump. It's, good. it's an alarm clock to like get up and to get together and fight and figure out what you want to do and what you want to fight for. Well, that's amazing. That's exactly what my, my, my girlfriend Lee you know, told me. And the same thing. I mean, you know, that's, you're right. You're right. You know, it's an awesome thing. You know, it's just. It's ugly that it has to be this way, though. Fuck. It's so ugly. Oh, it's so dirty. But this is the problem is that if it's the choices to go out there to like help native people or to get or cancel black people or something in prison or whatever it is or sit and watch yeah. Netflix, most people are going to unfortunately choose Netflix. It's a bit of a judgment. Uh, but I know. I know. I know. Right. I know. Right. I know. This is a weird thing. You know, you like you're right. But, you know, I mean, the first time I ever went to Pine Ridge in South Dakota, you know, it it, it changed a piece of me. You know, it, I, I'll, I'll never look at the Black Hills the same way. I'm ashamed at what we did. You yeah. know, who's we? Is it just America? Is it pioneers? Is it a, a system that, you know, held down? So, you know, I, I have donated money to, uh, you know, uh, the DAPL, whatever, you know, I mean, just to help people, you know. And there's, there's a battle coming there, and these are, you know, we need to protect, you know, the indigenous people, and we need, we need to, you know, we need to, we have to. We owe it, we owe it as humans do that shit you know but you know what people are always gonna try to make a profit me too me too i'm trying to make a profit today selling uh some bullshit but you know but lee you know she's put some postcards up today that just say resist and and say you know wait until our periods sink and stay nasty and she's gonna you know she's gonna use art and little things that feel good in your hands to raise money for the aclu so check it out like 
I don't know what to do because I'm just so de- devastated. But my, my my girlfriend knows what to do, you know, to use art and thinking to, you know, creatively beat this shit back, which is just, you know, these are just these weird little things. But, uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I can just look right around me at the people around me and I'll, I'll be able to answer that a little bit better. So yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, at some point I'll throw my hat in the ring. But I, you know, I'm always, you know, when I go to Toronto, here's something that is a weird thing. Like, I don't know if I should say it, but you're going to say it right now. You're going to say, say it. Say it, say it, say it. <laughs> okay, okay, let's listen. Canadians love to pounce on us. They love to pounce on us because they know they've got you. They love to just do this shit where they kind of go, oh, yeah, what about this big America? And it's like, listen, I didn't make the laws, you know. I didn't, I, you know, I voted for human rights. You know, me, me, just me, one, 330 million. One thing I notice when I go to Canada is that kids love to pounce because they have way more of a global perspective, and they love to pounce, and there's not a lot I can say. Well, what do you think about George Bush? I looked at him, and I was like, you know, this is years ago. I looked at him, and I said, I didn't vote for that asshole. Hell no. And now what? You know, what, what's it going to be like when, you know, that kid says to me, what do you think about your big trouble? Well, I'll tell him exactly what I think of this asshole. But that's one thing that Canadians love to do. They love to pounce. You know, because I think Canada, on a really, really big level, has looked at stupid America, you know, stupid parts of America, and learned, you know? I mean, is that, is that a fair assessment? Some Canadians do, but it's also unfair because we've, we're just as horrible to our indigenous people, too. I know. I know. This, this is what I'm, you know, in that moment when someone pounces on me for some geopolitical fuckery that America's doing, I look at them and kind of go, listen, man, you got people on your streets, too. Stop it. But, you know, this is what I notice. It's an interesting thing. It's, a, it's an interesting little, you know, observation. You know, what I, what I try to, in that moment, I try to learn something and say, well, you know, you guys have a, such a different perspective. Help me. Help me. Tell me. You know, the one thing I haven't heard from a lot of the media, and this is a hard thing to say, and so this goes against what you just said. I don't know if I should say this, but yeah. one of the reasons why a lot of people are responding viscerally so much to Trump, it's not even just the politics, but it's just that Trump kind of, in a way, reflects a lot of the rhetoric that's on social media, where Trump kind of talks a little bit and he's uninformed or he hasn't done the research or he doesn't have sure. the... And a lot of people have these knee-jerk reactions and will post opinions, weird opinions on Facebook that clearly don't have either some sort of yeah. research or they haven't Googled anything, and it's just reacting to something. Right. You can't move the conversation forward until you actually have knowledge. Like, how do you help uh, the prison system? Right. Or You know what I mean? I understand the prison system in the States is an issue. I don't have the knowledge or way to comment on it that is an effective way to help those people that are enslaved in that system. I had one friend who went to prison, and he, you know, whatever, he sold some drugs and got in trouble, and he went, whatever, yeah. But when he was there, it was inside of me, my reaction to that was to send him a mixtape, right, a care package. Like, it wasn't to condemn him. It wasn't to say, you know, whatever, it's, it's, you know, you shouldn't sell drugs. Okay, there you go. You shouldn't get in trouble, right? Okay, there you go. No, whatever. You know, all, all the way down the line. But it's like, it wasn't just to say, lock him up and throw away the key. It's to say, no, he's a human being who fucked up, and he's got a couple more years of this stuff, and maybe my stupid little, you know, thing will help that person, that human being. And that's, that's just not what you hear, you know? And, you know, that's just, I mean, just talking about the prison system, you know, whatever the hell that means, that's just... It's just that one comment on the prison system. You know, I don't know. There's, you know, there's creative ways of, of, of rehabilitating people. There's creative ways of reaching out to human beings, even in the very worst situations. And I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I, I'm really just thankful I was raised in a way where compassion first, whatever that means. So, 
I don't know. I, this is a heavy thing to talk about. You know, the thing with the Trump, you know, we should be talking about making vector logos and shit. The thing with Trump, and I, this is, I would concede instantly is, well, sure, he's an asshole. Sure, he's a bully. But he just talks from the hip. And people, there's a folky quality that people are going to like, you know, and they're going to get behind. Is he wrong? Of course he's wrong. He's saying horrible things. But I understand why people dig it, because it's different than a bunch. I mean, you know, when you contrast him against a Hillary Clinton, who would have said the perfect thing, you know, Obama was so painful to watch sometimes because he's looking for the the safest way to say something because he just knows everything is just going to get misconstrued. He was a great performer and yet you know you start to wonder well what what you know what does he really mean and now we're getting to see the worst of it, you know first of all he's just going to say what he wants second of all he's dumb as shit well you know great 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 like what if someone got up there and had the guts to do what he's doing and actually gave a shit you know about people and humans that's coming now that's why you got like a bernie getting close to the to the to the big you know to the flicker the flame of the shit bernie got close that's we're not ready for Bernie. Bernie's got integrity, and you know? we're not ready for that shit. Bernie doesn't care about his hair. That vein turn right now, <laughs> that stupid comb over. And every time he steps up, it's like he's just like every bad element of like humanity is just embodying this person. I'm the tallest. I have the biggest hands. I have the best hair. I have the best tan. My teeth are the best. You're ugly. I'm. You're big. I'm. I'm bigger. I'm smaller. You know. I, you know everything. You just look at him. You know, it's like he—he's just a product of like I don't know what generation even this asshole. This, this, you know, this I'm a, I have everything and you have nothing. You know, this kind of guy, and you know, it's just—I just—I can't handle it. I don't even know where to start to be either mad or creative or scared or whatever. And yeah, doesn't yeah. this go back to Shawshank Redemption? Because here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's yeah. like, and you can put this in your thing. You know, on your show we talked about this stuff. That is a privilege in itself. Mm-hmm. Be able to stop your life and think about things critically or sort of intellectualize the situation around you. There are people that aren't even allowed to do that because they're just trying to get through the day. You know, they're just trying to get through just to pay their bills. They're just trying to get through life. They're trying to get through mental illness. They're trying to get through uh, any number of things, right? And I, I, so I, I, I'm always very squirmy. Uh, to try to, you know, genuflect on some of this stuff because I know I'm lucky to do it. I know that I'm I'm lucky to even be able to have an opinion in a free society, you know, like it's a weird thing. And so, I don't know, I'm always conflicted with this shit. And yet, you know, in Idaho the other day when I was talking and I, I said, you know, he's a horrible person. If you voted for him, you know, shame on you, whatever I said, as delicate as I put it. You know, it's just like, it's fucking offensive. You know, I mean, that that guy is offensive, and yet it's offensive to me to be around people that support that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the grossness of where this thing is at, and this is what's scary to me, is that people are feeding these things, and they're mean. You know, they're, they're, they're bad people that want to hurt other people or want to, you know, hold someone down or want to say something horrible about someone that doesn't look like them. Like, I don't want I don't want to be a part of any of that shit, you know? And yet we do have to fight. You know, we got to fight. And I think that's the hardest part, Aaron, is not even just fighting Trump, but it's just like, because you can get rid of Trump tomorrow. He can be impeached. He can have a heart attack. He can, whatever can happen. But you're still going to be left with Fingers those people. Yeah. yeah, you're still going to be left with those people 
who have that horrible intent in their heart or that ad- that evil agenda. And I think that's going to the people that walk out and put on their coat when you say those things. I don't know how you address those people or how you heal that rift, but those, but there's well, a, that's a harder challenge, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't think it's you know shaming someone. I don't think it's shaming someone. That's you know, never going to be effective. Saying, Here's 200 graphic designers in a room, and you're the one that clapped when I said who's going to, you know, who's going to miss Obama? Oh, the place goes crazy. Who's not going to miss him? Someone starts to clap. That's nuts. You know, I looked at it. And I go, hope you're proud of the next eight years. Or let's just hope two months. You know, whatever I said, I was just, I shouldn't even have said it. You know, it's just, I'm not you know, whatever. You know, I don't need everyone to do, like my graphic design either. You know, but but whatever. It's like, you know, I'm in a position to get up there and set, tell these young kids, you have to be nicer to each other. You have to love the guy next to you a little bit more. And I'll say that too. You know, but I'll also be like, and if you vote for him, shame on you. You know, so I can't even, I just, I don't even know. I don't know. You know, I mean, people, there's, there's a lot of ways to look at this stuff, but. I'm just real, just generally, just really fucking freaked out, you know. So, can't love succeed in this in a situation like this. Americans are very loving and very bright. I like Americans. I think they're fantastic people. Well, someday we're gonna make a state out of Canada. You know this. I'm just, I'm just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, it was. Uh, it turned out to be a lot more heavy than I expected. I just wanted to ask about music and a little bit of graphic design, but you had other things in your heart. Well, you you know how to elicit it. Yeah, I mean, listen. I, I'm pretty open about this shit. I'm scared, you know, at least in this respect. So, I'm I'm working through it. You know, I'm 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 trying to find little things to hold on to. But like I said this morning, I watched this thing, and I don't know if you've ever seen that show or you guys get that show up there. But man, they are not fans of him. You know, and I I was just so th- I was so uh, like the, the part that's the scariest for me with this stuff is that people are gonna are gonna be pounded into for ratings. Or for being scared to stand up to him, that you're going to see them people supporting him, and the, the you know this is a mainstream big media show, and they are not. So they're sitting there shaking their heads over this guy. It, I could not get enough of it. It helped me. It was like a it was like a pill to take. Does that make sense? You know, mm-hmm. like you know, I don't agree with everything that they say on any level, but yet I'm just glad to see someone that that big of a microphone standing up to him. I needed to see that shit. So I was watching it, you know, at like four in the morning, you know, just couldn't sleep. And I just was like, oh, I need to hear this. So, you know, that's after this is a couple months of not voluntarily trying to just back myself off. That makes sense. So anyway, well, thanks, man. Let me let me know when you got something to listen to. And I appreciate your help with this. And cool. That is cool. And cling to love. At the end of the day, no matter what, love is never going to be out of style. It's never going to be, like, oh, obsolete. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, you're right, man. You're right. See, that's a great – I'd rather have that button on my jacket than, um, you know, fuck Trump. You know what I mean? I'd rather have that button as, uh, you know, uh, babies and uh, moms and women and things are, are better than, you know, being pissed off at each other. You know what I mean? So – I don't know. How do we make things more things like that, that people could share with somebody who doesn't have the same views and say, you love your mom and dad, right? Yeah, okay, you do? Cool. All right, well, you know, why are you holding this this kind of person down? You know, whatever. So, All right, man. Well, thanks for all this, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll hopefully see you in Toronto. All right, man. Well, thank you, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Aaron. Okay, see you. Bye-bye.